0: welcome to pickle me this the officially unofficial podcast for rick and morty on cartoon network's adult swim i'm your host jim and i'm aaron you can subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts today we're covering season five episode eight returnal Friendshine shine of the spotless mort here's aaron with the recap
1: The Smith family goes on a cruise, freeing Rick up to do some things around the house. For example, resurrecting his best friend, Birdperson, via some extremely high stakes Inception-style memory heists that happen to hit a rich vein of deep show lore to mine. All right, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? I thought this episode was amazing. Um, it's not the funniest episode, although it had some things mm-hmm. that really made me laugh hard, like the smash cut from the Inception bullshit to, you know, Rick and Bird person on the table foaming at the mouth and, and twitching <laughs> and, and the garage computer getting increasingly worried about the situation. I thought that stuff was really funny, but I think what a lot of frustrated Rick and Morty fans have been waiting is to get to the quote-unquote good stuff. The yep the continuity episodes like x files before it rick and morty is starting to feel like you know the monster of the week shit's just not cutting it if the cigarette smoking man doesn't show up in the form of (laughs) evil morty or space beth or you know phoenix person it's a fucking bullshit episode and i i have some sympathy for that but like i guess if you were that type of person this thing seemed to hit like that the scratch that itch like you finally got it um yeah so i i I thought it was a is a great episode um it doesn't surprise me like there's almost universal praise for this uh everywhere i've gone on the rick and morty fandom and i was also did some some like little bit of research and it seems like the canon episodes are universally the most popular in terms of IMDB rating, in terms of ratings. Mm -hmm. Uh, The stuff that advanced the plot is clearly what brings all the boys and girls to the yard. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great episode. What do you think?
0: Uh, Yeah, I liked the episode too. I will say uh, I agree with you that it was not the funniest. Um, It was certainly funnier than last week for me uh, with the Gotron stuff, but uh, I guess you know i'm looking for the chocolate and the peanut butter i want the comedy um and i want the the continuity when we get it um and in this episode like they brought the continuity but i wasn't laughing as much as i had in previous episodes and that's fine um there were a few laughs like you said i, I think like some of the stuff they did with uh just the mind you know the idea that they're in the mind of bird person and uh you know he remembers Rick in a certain way, and that gives him the technology, but not, you know, the results of the technology. It was kind of funny, especially on the second time through. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's funnier um, now that I know what's coming. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. In general, I like this episode. I think we found. So uh, we might have found out some new things about the characters. It's tough to say because we're all inside bird person or Phoenix person's
1: mind. Right. I'm glad you said that because I was wondering what because these appear on the surface to be some heavy, heavy canon revelations about Rick. Right. But I think what you just said is the wiggle room for I don't think they can walk all this back because some of it reinforces other like, you know, starting to put together a piece of, like, consistent lore. Mm-hmm. But, like, that, well, that was Bird bird Person's fragmented memories that the Federation had fucked with and that was, the, you know, is his best friend Rick, the same f- Rick that he even met at the festival. Like, it's like there's right. there's a lot of wiggle room there, for sure. Oh, yeah, tons.
0: And so anything, yeah, that they brought up. And, and I recognized that immediately. But I was like, oh, boy, but they're really leaving – a lot of space for them to get out of whatever they do in this episode, but also, I don't know—is that what you want to do as a creator of a show? Do you want to? Yeah, I know they've done it before, right? There was the the I don't know the sit down with John Hamm, uh, diner episode where they had a whole bunch of backstory <laughs> about Nathan
1: Villian, but sure, or, yeah, sorry, Nathan
0: Villian, <laughs> uh, diner episode, um, it, and you know they left that door like wide open. To the point where Rick says, "Yeah, none of that shit
1: w- was real." Um, well, I but feel who like knows? That, that's yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna have a whole, I'm sure, discussion about the canon implications. Maybe we should get to that right away. But I just also wanted to ponder: Is John Ham the poor man's version of Nathan Fillion, or is Nathan Fillion the poor man's version <laughs> of John Ham? Because now that you've made it, the con- the comparison is unmistakable. Sure, uh, I I feel like John Ham.
0: It, it, Nathan Fillion was doing it before John Ham, so it's got to be John Ham
1: is the but, poor but they're man's both Nathan Fillion. The, like insanely charismatic mm-hmm. leads of essentially one iconic role mm-hmm. and have kind of been culturally coasting on that. Like I mean it's not that they've neither one of those guys have done work even good work that you could cite, like, oh, Ophelion well, did that one, uh, you know, sing along blog, and he was in Destiny 2, and mm-hmm. Edge on Ham was in. He was pretty good in Baby Driver, wasn't he? Uh, but yeah, huh. <laughs> I, I didn't even anyway. mean to bring that up, but you're right. <laughs> We're de- we're de- I'm on vacation. I'm having, like, I, I, this is, this, uh, this, I'm literally on vacation. I'm, I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania at a lake recording this thing, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. So, um, yeah. hope hopefully you'll forgive the divergence. Um, before we get to the actual, I, I want to stay on kind of like the, the meta topic, um, you know, kind of show notesy about the actual show notes. Did you hear that there's not going to be a Rick and Morty next week? Oh, no, I didn't. Instead, they're airing the final two episodes back to back as a solid hour of Rick and Morty as a giant size season finale. Uh, apparently, it's not
0: just a week; it's gonna be like a month. September fifth. Um. Oh shit!
1: You're right. You're yeah, right. Cr- that is. It's according to a, of,
0: uh, a promo that was released by Adult Swim. Um, I, I don't know. I saw it on their YouTube channel, but. Yeah, the, the season five finale is going to be September 5th, uh, Sunday, September 5th at, at 11 p.m. Eastern. But it is going to be the, the final two episodes. It um, is.
1: I wonder if they, because this is very, I mean, this is very common that like you they'll start airing a season of content before the season is finished production. Yeah, like, in fact, some things like captioning of the episode and even scoring the episode in some cases for hyper. I, we interviewed the uh, composer for like uh, Breaking Bad a long time ago, mm-hmm. and he said that like sometimes he gets the final episode like a week before it airs and he has to score it. Yeah, I wonder if the animation got ahead of them and they just m- messed up the like the, the, the how long it take him to to finish the the finishing touches or if they maybe did some more voice work that had to do like what what do you think's going on here? And then they said, well sorry Rick and Morty,
0: uh, perhaps our most popular show on Adult Swim. We don't have a spot for you for another month, so you're gonna have to get in line? I mean no, sure,
1: it's more like, of just like it's gonna take him that long to finish it.
0: I guess. I, that seems like a that seems like a big stretch to me. I, I don't know why uh, animating something would take a month, or, or how you get like so out of sorts with your production schedule that you need a full month after the last episode aired to get something done. It seems crazy to me that that would happen, but seems, I, it also seems yeah. crazy to delay this for no real reason, so there's got to be a reason behind it. Um, it's not, it's not a marketing thing, it, right? Because yeah. this seems ass backwards if you're trying to market this show
1: I mean the only thing I can think like if if, if I just say okay if I'm going to reject the production problem ish issue that either something came up that where they were uncomfortable politically dealing with something they had to cut it or like uh, Dan and Justin had a real brainstorm as far as canon and they wanted to reshoot something or they mm-hmm. just you know like the animation wasn't quite up to snuff and they had to finish it or it just took longer I, I don't know, but if I take it, like, if that can't be the case, then the only thing I can think of is, like, if, a, if if Adult Swim is looking at these ratings and looking at people being unhappy, and they know they have, like, a Banger 3 episode arc, what if they drop the first one that they thought would make, you know, it's like, well, we'll get the cannon-heavy one out there, and then we'll take a month off to let the buzz build back up, right? And it'll almost be like, you know, then we have build it into this big event and kind of... But that seems pretty, like... <laughs> I don't know. Does does Turner does Turner Broadcasting think that like essentially Rick and Morty is a flop? Season five is a flop just because a couple of loud people on the internet are saying that. Like I I don't know what it. It seems crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. They'll listen to the numbers. I mean,
0: you know, if it's a flop, they'll know it uh, based on viewership. They won't. They won't give a shit
1: what you know people are saying on some minor subreddit, right? I wouldn't think so. But on the other hand, I could also see like. Yeah, you because know, we always talked about how, like, in The Walking Dead, how they would do something, and it pisses off the fans, but they continue to talk about it and deal with it on the show as if that's, you know, like, that's not the case. Everybody's love It'd be mm. kind of refreshing for a company to course-correct for that. It's like, ah, something's not working, so let's try to do something to boot and rally the season, but... Yeah. It also seems insane to be like uh CEOs like fuck it, push it off a month, let's build some enthusiasm. You know, it's like what and they,
0: I mean, Rick and Morty has, in my opinion, fucked this up many times. Uh waits between seasons have been extremely long. There's been sure strange delays like mid-season, if I recall. Uh yes. yeah. I I don't I don't know why this show almost uniquely, like I'm trying to think of other shows that have had this many scheduling problems yeah and i
1: i they're few and far between
0: this show seems to have them all the time
1: i mean not to put a fine point on it but dan's other production community was beset by all kinds of problems behind the scene Mm -hmm. and one of the recurring gags on his podcast was he was always writing like months behind writing a script for a movie he had to do or months behind Turning in a draft for a treatment of something, blah, blah, blah. So, like, it could be that just he's kind of messy. This whole, like, when I think of um, Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon, Rob Schraub, uh, I do not think, <laughs> boy, just meat and potatoes, workmanlike, right? Steady efficiency, set your clock to it, like, bastions I think, of reliability. F- I think, I think frantic creativity mm. and intense shame and self-loathing and you know procrastination those things don't, sure yeah that's not a well-oiled machine but yeah. it does give you rick and Morty, so. and it's
0: why i identify with them somewhat right like i have a lot of those right. same problems so it, yeah it's i don't know man delaying it a month i'm not sure if it's gonna build hype or just kill it but that's what they're
1: gonna do I mean, it seems like it's a big shot in the arm to the community. Like this, these were like, you know, like the threads and the forums and stuff are hopping. Like people are really, you know, they got fresh, fresh lore to speculate about. So, yeah, um, but what if know. they I don't was deliver when I heard uh, how,
0: yeah, can, how can well. you deliver on the expectations of like
1: taking a month off?
0: Um, people are going to be building this up as like, oh, they must be working on something enormous, right? This must be, oh, of course, the biggest Rick it's and Morty of all time.
1: Morty. It's yeah, mm-hmm. we're. We're going to get that story Lord conclusion with the dark version of Mr. Poopy butthole and marching with the <laughs> uh, army of evil. Rick at his back with like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know because I, I guess we should get into, we should do, you, do you want to talk about the episode in general? Or do you want to get to the Canon implications up front? Cause I feel like that's the juicy stuff that people want to talk about and just us talking about our favorite moments, of the episode, maybe not as much. Uh, yeah, let's get into it, but let's do a quick break first. Okay, I want to talk canon implications of this because you you hit on something else about, you know, the previous, uh, this is the season three finale, because like the or season three premiere, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the core material comes out of the season two finale, which was the Wedding Squatchers. I yeah. can't believe that was back in season two. Right. Um, and then going on to season three, when they're in the in in the uh, in the diner with it turns out the poor man's version of Don Draper as we just established, uh, he says that that lore about him being kind of a, a simple Rick essentially that loves his wife and daughter and doesn't want to gallivant around uh, dimensions because he's got already got the most important job anyone can have a father and the other Ricks being kind of jealous and resentful or whatever the fuck they they are sabotage like their job is to get the Ricks back onto the. interdimensional Rick plot, kill his wife and child. He mentions that's a fake memory, which allowed him to take control over it and hijack them. You know, you guys have seen a fucking episode. Mm -hmm. But this episode seems to indicate that Birdman's own memories and Rick himself think a version of that that's very close to the fake memory is true. Did you agree or disagree with that analysis?
0: No, I agree with that. Um, I I don't think it's like actual confirmation because who knows this could be just a story that Rick uses when he's trying to deflect emotionally Um, and people ask about it but and and, and you know maybe that's what he told bird person right but it certainly adds fuel to that fire
1: yeah and when he said ha- but when he's having conversations of a memory version of himself with himself and there's no one like it's this isn't performative for bird person bird person's consciousness is in another zone mm-hmm um. Although I guess, like, if I'm really putting my devious showrunner hat on, I could be like, "Oh, it's always a performance because this is all and bird person subconscious." And Rick knew that. And but like, it's starting yeah. to get pretty strained. I'm I'm more of starting to get to like the fake part of the memory was Beth had pigtails actually and not a ponytail when she got exploded <laughs> by a bomb, right? Uh-huh. Like, cause like any anything that you intentionally fabulize would make the memory fake and I guess let you hijack a a Nathan Fillion brain in Mm -hmm. a bug body So, but I just feel like that's the thing is like yeah you're right they got a little bit of wiggle room on some of this stuff because it is all memories and there's there's trauma there is intentional cyber fuckery, uh, mental fuckery by the Federation but like the more these things start to reinforce with each other the more people will be frankly outraged with like, oh, it's just a Birdman memory. None of that shit can be relied upon. And this whole show is built on that that
0: idea, right? Like that that tension. It, yeah, the tension between like what's real and what isn't, or or like what happened in this version of Rick's universe or dimension, and what happened in uh, different versions, right? Because there are infinite number of Ricks out there. It, it's it's there's always wiggle room.
1: Yeah and I guess that's the, it's almost like a meta commentary on the show because like, you know, Rick is quick to say nothing. And none of this matters. There's a version of a battlefield where we won a version where we lost a mm-hmm. version where the battle never even happened. There's a version of Rick that stayed a version of Rick that left a version of Rick that came back and murdered himself to make sure that he, you know what I mean? That went on the vengeance fuel. Like it's weird, but I think that's also why Rick and Morty is very cool because it's one of the few shows that really grapple with what the fuck the multi multiverse means in a in a serious kind of like not just like well the you know the heroes are going to figure it out and 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 solve it in the in the you know two and a half hour movie or whatever but like really right. like lives with it in a sitcom kind of way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, it it also
0: you know it it. Uh... Allows them to tell stories in different ways too, and men make different things more significant because I do think there's significance to this, even though we're in one particular dimension inside one particular bird person's brain. I don't even know if this is the same bird person necessarily that he met at, uh,
1: you know, Birdapalooza, Palooza, Flargabarg, yeah, or whatever. It was just- is this c-137 bird person that c-137 rick's best friend or is this yeah right who
0: knows but ultimately like that's the nature of the storytelling in this show and i think you have to look at things like this as being significant even if there is wiggle room because the show is choosing to tell you these things right and unless it goes and directly subverts it i think we
1: have to kind of take it as canon I agree. Um, I want So I want to run, maybe, if you've, if you've thought about it, because I've thought about this a lot, I've done a lot of reading, and I've got a couple of, like, big picture canon ideas to run past you. Do you have any? No, oh, okay. Or do you just want me to propound you with them? Okay. Uh, yeah, hit me. Is it possible that there are essentially two Rick factions? The Abandoners and the Reclaimers. So, like... The Abandoners are the Ricks that invent a portal gun and re- and realize that everything is stupid and subjective and there's no reason to care about your family at all. And they essentially turn into Nihilists. And they are opposed by the Ricks that rejected all that shit. Mm-hmm. And they had some kind of like MCU civil war. And the Reclaimers have essentially eradicated the Nihilist Ricks. Uh, are you fall? I feel like I'm an insane person saying this. But like what and, and so like you've got this phenomenon where uh all the Ricks that abandoned their family have left their family behind, and all the Ricks that wanted to keep their family had their family murdered by those other Ricks. So now this adds a lot of angst to the show, right? Because our Rick is one of those who wanted to keep his family, his family is murdered. And he's adopted the a family of a Rick who abandoned them. Mm-hmm. So he has to put up with this baggage of his family thinking that he abandoned them. Hmm. Interesting. It, it, yeah, he's like you're unfairly starting... persecuted by his own family for the shit that he didn't do.
0: It could be. It could be. I That would be an interesting direction to take this, certainly. And in like the infinite number of Rick sort of way, starting like a Rick civil war. Uh, ba- based on the lines of like who Rick is Um not about like, oh, you know, some external thing happened. It's like, no, the Rick's reacted in different ways to different events. Um, and now they're trying to sort of enforce their will on all of the timelines or all of the u- universes.
1: Yeah. Or they had to kind of like, this reminds me, I mean, this is, this is the cool thing about the explosion of sci-fi fantasy is everything starts to adapt from everything else, because this is starting to feel very, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers for the last season of Loki, but Marvel phase four seems to be very much into multiverses and like the idea of a multiversal timeline where like you, like the 99% of the people that invented the time travel technology might be good, basically decent people, but that Mm -hmm. 1% are fuckers. And they're like, will take over and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And so the good ones have to destroy them. It's kind of like the paradox of intolerance. I I, I wonder if they're playing yeah. with something like that here. Could um, be. Which explains why like there's a universality of these Rick experiences because you're you know that that finite curve. Maybe that finite curve is the Ricks that have been allowed to exist by the Council of Ricks or whatever. I don't know. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It it would be a cool way to go, and I think like if that's what they're doing, then they're taking their sweet time evolving it, and I kind of like that. Well, they got their time, right? Like, why <laughs> bust their ass of trying time. to ger-
1: Yeah, plus it's like I I also could see them like having a Google Doc of like when they're farting around at the table. Like, if someone has a solid idea for like you know, like for example, it's always kind of stuck in my craw why they hang around with with Gear Person. Uh, cause he's such a shit and he betrayed Rick in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. but the reveal that like, you know, Oh, that's actually gear dude who was a cool, badass freedom fighter. That was a kid brother that like Rick and bird person kind of kicked around with out a sense of obligation and duty and whatnot. Yeah. Like that's fun. But like, do they like when they come at a table, like, okay, that's a great idea. Write it in the, the lore document. And when they get enough, like when they get like five pages of solid shit like that, they're like, all right. Hey, we got five pages in this here Google Doc. It's time to shit out a lore episode. <laughs> um Because cause here's the thing. I don't did you see any of the um, some of the commentary. I I I guess that after the season two finale, one of these fans, Uber fans of Rick and Morty, painted this like it looks like a Magic the Gathering kind of like piece of artwork of like this blood ridge or blood gulch or whatever, Blood Valley, whatever the Serenity Valley pastiches. Right. Um. It's like photorealistic. A bird person cradling a dead bird person. Uh, Rick with his hand on bird person's shoulder. Super squanchy in the background, looking forlorn. Stacks of dead bodies all around. And Dan in the last year's virtual Comic Con, among other things, said that he bought a print of that, hmm. and he put it above his mantle as a reminder of how fucking serious people take this fucking canon. And as a ways that he would never forget to reward that seriousness, which is why I think that like all this talk about, you know, Dan, not caring and just not caring, just cash out. I don't know that that's really true. Mm -hmm. I just think it's like, they care so much that they're only going to do it when they know they have something cool to say. Is it possible that, Beth is inevitably murdered his family if, if 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 Rick stays he's always murdered by some renegade Rick mm-hmm. and if Rick leaves then Beth survives into adulthood to make Morty and Summer and all that stuff but Rick has to then be the abandoner mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things where like uh the waveform sometimes collapses into a certainty like of an if, if there like there's infinite diversion of what happens but there's like these some decisions that are like pivotal is that something that they're trying to hint at maybe I hmm yeah I guess how how be, like sci-fi how how yeah how sci-fi are they're gonna take the canon of this you know because the other thing is like I was the other thing about the implication of like, you know, maybe Rick's taken on his guilt and baggage from evil Ricks that he, but he, you know, what else is he going to do? Sit and try to come back to Beth and say, Hey, I need to explain the multiverse and all that stuff. Um, he has, she has definite memories of like a sci-fi Rick raising her. Like mm-hmm. you remember the, the fruity loop land episode, yeah, uh, yeah the ABCs of, of Beth. Um, like either Beth survives, much older in some timelines before he abandons her or this is a timeline from a different rick that like i mean who 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 is that beth that he has raised i don't don't know like obviously this isn't his beth it's not his morty um in his timeline there was never a morty i just thought that was another thing that i was kind of like how do we know which of beth memories are real versus which ones are from a different rick you know what i mean yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and I guess how how much do they lean into the concept of the infinite here? Because there should be a various, you know, uh, states of Beth in infinite supply. Right. So there will be ones where Rick l- abandoned her when she was two and ones where he abandoned her when she was 15 and ones where she he never did. So. Right. Is is that something they're playing with at the same time or are they trying to do something more concrete?
1: I don't know. Okay, there's there's one other uh grand unified rick theory, the ger theory. Uh to, that I want that I want to bring in and that's the topic of Diane, which is Rick's lover, wife, girlfriend, something. Mm-hmm. Um Is it possible or is it a cool idea that even in a multiverse, there are some things that just are inevitable to happen? Like there isn't like an infinite version of this particular event. For example, Mm -hmm. like Diane's death or abandoning Rick or whatever the hell she did is so seemingly universal in this finite curve we've been talking about that we've never seen a Diane variant. We've never seen a, a Beth that still has a mom in her life. We've never seen uh you know some space Diane come back to get vengeance on Rick. We've never even seen any Rick's hint that that's something that they contend with. Mm-hmm. Like is it possible that even in the multiverse something like inevitably goes wrong with 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 Diane? Like that is a, something that all Ricks converge into a singularity. Is that a cool idea or am I
0: I mean, it it could be certainly I I, like time travel stuff is one of my favorite genres and they'll play with that a lot. Right. That there is one certain thing that happens in the timeline that cannot be changed. uh, And that is kind of the nexus of all of the the different branches of the timeline and things like that. I, I think those ideas can be cool. I don't know what the Pickle Rick audience thinks of those ideas. (laughs) But we we can find out.
1: Yeah, like like um, they've always poo pooed time travel on Rick and Morty. Uh, like even Rick yeah. Rick himself like has a dim view of it, and I think they illustrated that with that snake time traveling mm-hmm. episode, the where like Rick could probably travel through time, but like he knows that it would instantly turn. It, it's kind of like uh the reason we don't have nuclear wars today. Is because everyone knows the it's 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 a too terrible of a possibility to contemplate. Like it's something that like Ricks are respectful enough that they know like well if one of us starts doing the time fuckery, we all will, mm-hmm. which means we all lose inevitably forever. So it's kind of like a mad, a mutual assured destruction thing.
0: Yeah, it's like a macrocosm of the
1: the decoys episode, right? <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. On a grander scale, except for their full fidelity Ricks going at it, hammer and thong. <laughs> um, and then I don't know, like it's it, oh man, it'd also be interesting to see if like if they ever do like uh, a Rick Civil War to where Rick annihilate. Like they could go really dark where Rick decides it's not enough that we've eliminated like the nihilist Ricks. Like if we're going to go down that, you know, personal pet cannon. But like i I need to to preserve my family. I need to eliminate all Ricks, but me, and all Ricks simultaneously get that thought, <laughs> and then only the Rickest Rick emerges victorious from that uh, a tournament of Ricks kind of thing yeah, yes, exactly, exactly um yeah i I don't know where they're gonna to go with that the The last big canon implication I thought of was. We saw in this goes back to season one lore, um, the episode uh, "Close Rick Counters of the Rick Kind," Mm -hmm. where they first established the Citadel of Ricks, and he was brought up because there was one Rick that was trying to eliminate Ricks from the timeline and harness harness all their Mortys, harvest and harness all their Mortys, right? Mm -hmm. And the big reveal at the end of that was there was this evil Morty who's the Mortiest of all Mortys. Um, So just just to ground this. Um one of the things that the evil Rick that was in the thrall of the evil Morty was doing was going through Rick's memories. And one of the memories he extracted was Rick kind of holding baby Morty. What, what is like if, if if Rick abandoned Beth when she was a child, mm-hmm.
0: How was is that he possible? just like using yeah.
1: his portal gun to come in and like visit him? Um <laughs> was this baby the rick's actual baby morty uh was he the one that is is he going to end up being the like the the actual evil morty variant um i don't know yeah i i was trying to think of like is was that like that's got to be a real memory so when Hmm. did rick is that when rick decided to come back in their life i i'm trying to get like hints about the timeline just from the stuff that we now know from this episode. I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I feel like, I don't know. Do they have
0: an idea of where this is all going? Are are they intentionally guiding this or are they
1: planting seeds that they'll come back to later and figure out? It feels very gardenery kind of it really does like an architect it feels like they're allowing things to sprout they're pruning things Mm -hmm. with escape clauses like well it's all just a memory or it was all something that rick was saying to an alien to get an upper hand right and but they are still though building you know these are starting to fall in place and i think there's some pieces of canon that they can't get away with retconning at this point but they could twist and subvert it like we know the evil Morty is not our Morty but it Mm -hmm. could be because we see Morty getting more and more violent and more and more you know I guess he's still maintaining his core goodness of Morty but like what if like our Morty kills evil Morty and it's not (laughs) a victory it's like you know he just becomes an even worse version of evil Morty sure Um, he becomes like the Luke Skywalker
0: if he had killed Darth Vader
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah exactly uh, Yeah, I mean, I could see something like that happening. I just don't I, I'm not sure that that's where they're pushing the show or if they're pushing the show in a direction at all. I think like the thing you said about them sort of leaving outs and clauses for themselves to wiggle out of that stuff is right. I, I think with as much time as they have ahead of them planning, that kind of stuff would be folly just because in five years or whatever it takes to get through the rest of the series they could have some better ideas, right? That Google document you're talking about could fill up with Uh, some shit that's way better than anything they came up with a year ago, and why are they going to, like, pigeonhole themselves into one particular plot, or one particular uh, avenue for the story to go if they have all of this this guaranteed time left? Right.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they feel like if they and and at what point do you start locking shit down and start heading towards an end game Right. because like at one hand they have all the time in the world they have you know as much show laying ahead of them as they do behind them Mm -hmm. but every year that's going to be less and less the case and it's going to be more and more of this lore is going to be kind of start to crystallize and fans and there's going to be expectations and yeah I mean it's a it's an interesting creative problem because they have so much runway but it's not infinite and if you don't manage it well no. your garden can get you know look at what happened to fucking martin <laughs> he got 70 percent away through his magnum opus and then oh shit you know uh how is community on this did community have like some
0: grand thesis that it was going for at the end or was it more of an episodic uh
1: or, or you know was it more a- of a like week by week sort of no it definitely had like long arcs about you know how characters felt about each other and why characters are still at the school and what they're trying to achieve and the friendships Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but it was like it's so weird because like dan got fired for a season right and it got brought back and it got canceled and then it went on hiatus and then yahoo of all places bought it up and um like how like how fans feel about the Yahoo seasons if it, it's it's tough to say. Like it feels like what happened to communities it kinda of whimpered out. Gotcha. Um so but that's always the danger of these uh like procedurally driven shows that have a little bit of lore, right? Mm-hmm. Um they don't usually it's not like Dan, it's not like uh you know like like uh Vince Gilligan famously had uh, I want to go take a, a high school chemistry teacher from Mister Chips to Scarface. Yep. Uh, Dan and Justin did not approach this project in that way. <laughs> it's more of a Chris Carter X Files. You know, Mulder's got this thing where yeah. his sisters got abducted, and Scully's the skeptic, and that's just going to be the the engine that drives this show. Mm. Um, it's it's yeah, it's engine versus destination. I, I don't know, but like. I just know that Dan, I don't think Dan wants to fuck it up. And I, I throw in that quote from the comic con about him respecting the audience's passion as evidence that like he might fail, but I don't think it's going to be because he got too rich and famous to give a shit about his professional creative reputation. Gotcha. I mean, you can count also, on his ego if nothing else, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, I, and me as an audience member, personally, I'm not looking for, some grand thesis I'm not looking for like this to all be perfectly tied into a neat little bow at the end I'm just enjoying this show for what it is week by week I, I yeah. don't I don't need it to be anything specific other than funny and Rick and Morty right like I, I know the vibe that Rick and Morty brings and I want the show to be that but beyond that as long as it's funny
1: uh, I, I'm in yeah it's weird because like I, I I was trying to think about like uh how much i buy into the narrative that like rick and morty is bad this year and how much of it is like the show still trying to find itself and find the mix between the king can- because like i'm thinking simpsons like i know like widely the people widely consider like the first 10 years the simpsons golden age or whatever but like mm-hmm. the first two seasons were really pretty uneven <laughs> and don't feel simpsony in yeah. retrospect and where like rick and morty had just like this run of of success and now like maybe they're having some of the growing pains in these later seasons as they're trying but also simpsons never tried to inject canon like some you know shit happened that kind of accumulated they'd use it for gags and shit but like yeah you know bart never is going to fucking shave homer's never going to like you know pull his head out of his ass marge is never going to leave him there's like that there, whereas in in rick and morty even though there's a little bit of that with like rick or uh, morty and summer it does mm-hmm. feel like big things are happening and changing yeah and that's true that's another weird friction that the show is going to have to resolve is like how do you keep up the eternal family facade of the simpsons while mm-hmm. really having like growth and i guess i always thought that the the interdimensional stuff would add that stuff. But now I'm like, I don't know. I think I, maybe they'll, they'll try to like tackle it head on. Yeah. They might go for something bigger. And it, it, it's not just
0: even the, the character drift, right? What, what do we call the flanderization of characters? Right. Um, it, because that does happen also in shows like this, but they're intentionally doing things. They're, they're emotionally flanderizing these characters, right? Where, their yeah. their backstories are being filled out. We're learning more about their mental states in any given moment. We don't... You don't give a shit what's going on in Homer Simpson's head, right? Nobody cares. Yeah. But yeah. you do give a shit what's going on in Rick's head in this show because um, that's kind of... If there's any, like, overarching sort of plot, it's like how... What kind of person is Rick, I guess? Um yeah. You know, and can he change? Can he... Grow and improve and become a better Rick, and I think that's like the major thing I look for when I'm when I'm thinking about canon. Is not necessarily like oh this plot point connects to that plot point, and, uh-huh. and that that stuff does exist. But it's more like what is the emotional arc of these characters, and yeah. you know that that is something that I definitely believe that the writing team is considering when they're writing these episodes. Because mm-hmm. um, that you know yeah. that's all part of the the fucking the emotional story circle i guess
1: yeah and there's the you know because like i could see people like listening to this in a vacuum and be like well you guys like always bitch about like these character treadmills on the walking dead where a character is like this way and then they go back to be that way and they go back (laughs) it's kind of like and like how's that different than rick being like nothing matters versus what matters is you versus like and i'm like i don't know because i I feel like the more you learn about yourself, the more you understand yourself at a deeper level. Like Mm -hmm. you might start off like in your twenties, like I hate my dad. And then, you know, in your thirties, you realize I am my dad. And Mm -hmm. then your forties realize I know why my dad is white, the way he is. I understand the ways I outgrew him. And I like, it's not like the version before was a lie or a flip flop. It's yeah. just, you get a lot more perspective and, uh, you know, introspection and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like this is like, every time Rick goes through these cycles of like being nihilist and wanting to give up versus we always get a new wrinkle of like what's underlying, like yeah. the fact that like this blood gulch uh, or, or blood river or what I I'm sorry, I don't, I'm, I'm, my notes are on a cell phone. It's hard to scroll through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that that was his Vietnam, not because it was a crushing military loss, but because he was too young to understand what really did matter in the multiverse, Mm -hmm. which are genuine friends and loyalty and things like that, that like those aren't, you can't just like pop to a new universe and step into another bird person. And like, this is your best friend bird person. It's not the same. Um, I, I, to me, it's like, that's, that's night and day different than like the other character treadmills we've seen. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: I'm with you. Uh, It's, it's, the thing that excites me about Rick and Morty and always has, you know, the, the, it's why the therapy episodes are interesting. It's why, uh, you know, flipping the keys to a different dimension to Rick or or like a different family or whatever becomes such a big, oh, my God kind of moment. Right. Because it matters what these characters are going through emotionally
1: in a way that the Simpsons never will. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've I've really been uh um using you like a a, a can a, a cannon idea speed bag, just really working it <laughs> over. Did you have some things in this episode because that you, did you want to talk about? I mean I guess the the
0: biggest thing I noticed is these these other crazy ricks. I d I don't know you know, we're all in Bird Person's head here, but there's like an army of Ricks, and kinda of to your point about this Rick Civil War or something, they're are a bunch of Ricks shooting at uh, our, our young Rick, I guess. Um, memory I, Rick. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know what to call these Ricks cause they're all <laughs> Ricks. they just, and they're all memory Ricks, but who knows? Um, and there seems to be like a thing there where they might have killed Beth. It's cause they shout like when they're shooting at each other, you know, killing us won't bring her back. And we're assuming that that's, Beth or Diane I I guess it, there's both, yeah. Uh, yeah there's not any like concrete uh way to say which one they're talking about but yeah
1: useful from a storytelling perspective
0: <laughs> for sure um but there's definitely something there where like ricks did this to other ricks and so yeah I mean if you want to go on the like civil war rick thing sure I, I could see that being them laying the the tracks for that here Um, Or, you know, at least that's what Birdperson thinks, right? It could be that that's what Rick told him. Um, And this could be like a self-sabotage sort of thing, because Rick does that a lot, right? Where he's his own worst enemy. Um, Maybe he blames himself for uh, Beth's death or Diane leaving him or dying or whatever happened to her. Um, And so he's like told bird person that it was this band of ricks that came in and killed her and you know when in reality it was just he drove them away or something like that hmm
1: interesting you just never know right like you could tip this telescope from the other end and see like I guess rick is the bad guy and he's like but he's full of regrets like that would be a really dark thing the fact that rick was actually on the nihilist and he was eradicating But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think think just his behavior,
0: like who he is drove, drove her away
1: and he regrets that, but also he won't admit that who are just kind of accepting their life and like trying to like, and, and Rick's trying to get revenge of them or yeah, Yeah. like, yeah, maybe like, yeah, they were, they still have their Beth and, uh, and, and their Diane and this Rick who drove him away with his crazy behavior is wanting to get revenge on that. Yeah, I I mean, there's, I mean, I don't think it's the plain reading of the dialogue, but it's Uh definitely there. It could be, Uh, yeah. Which, again, could be, that's what I'm saying, from, like, uh, the more we, uh, the more we talk about it, it is kind of amazing how yes, they have stitched the canon a little bit tighter, but also there are a ton of outs (laughs) and different points of view Ben Kenobi type of bullshit that they could pull with this stuff.
0: Yeah, so that's all, all the canon stuff I was really reading. Right, let's uh, take another quick break and then come back with some more thoughts.
1: The other thing I wanted to talk about, I got a bunch of things I want to talk about, but like, what do we make of the fact that Rick's computers universally are <laughs> misanthropic? Like he said, it's like, it takes an asshole to make one, But like, yeah, why, it- but why does he do this to himself?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Cause you're right. The car is like that. Uh, his garage is like that.
1: It's weird. Cause they're all servile. Like they're desperate. Like even the, the car and the garage both are terrified of pissing Rick off, but mm-hmm. they also love to like tickle that dragon. Like they 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 like try to fight is and, and is that because Rick does it? It's weird because like you know Tony Starkey, they they reference Jarvis here in this yeah. episode because obviously right right and like Jarvis was snarky but Jarvis was one hundred percent servile and like I, I think Tony showed showed frustrations with the limits of some of his like robots and shit but Jarvis was was cool he wasn't a dick he wasn't like oppositional defiant to you know mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr why does Rick make this AI so fucking like he has to win verbal duels against it to get it to where, or get to the point where the computer thinks he's actually going to do it harm before it actually gets behind and starts giving him useful (laughs) things to work with. It's just, I think it's wild. What does it say about him? It is. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of also funny when you think about it on that level. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. But it's also like, is he doing this like, uh, like wearing a hair shirt? Like it's, uh, right. I, I'm an asshole and I don't deserve a pleasant <laughs> interface. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Rick's a complex guy. He is a complex individual, For uh, uh, you would say. Um, the other, I guess this is not a Loki canon implication, but I think they just spun off two new characters that are going to be important to ongoing lore let's talk about him one at a time first is memory bird person's memory of thirty five year old Rick. Mm-hmm. um how do you see this character? like he's that that's just going to be a new character in a show right uh it could be i mean
0: he seemed reluctant to uh be be pinocchioed at the end, I guess, you know, he's like, hey, if I'm going to eventually become you, can we just
1: pretend we had that beer? Can you remember us having that beer? Oh, essentially, like I want to try to now run the opposite direction of your life. And that doesn't mean but like, right. It's also there's there's a lot of really cool narrative things they can do with essentially Rick. But as his altruistic, more noble friend wants to remember him as. Okay. Like it could be the literal angel on Rick's shoulder, like you know mm-hmm. like uh or something that inspires our Rick to be better, or I don't know i there, there's something interesting about making this character real and him sticking around in a show and i yeah. I've seen him do, they they've I've seen other shows do this or not shows, but like I'm thinking about particularly the Dresden Files has had a couple arcs where um the main character can have a conversation with an alternate version of himself mm-hmm. um, that like gives you like unique character insights and like you know it's like the so- Socratic dialogue between the two selves like I think that would be interesting in Rick and Morty and also it's an incredibly powerful ally for Rick yep. you know like how many Rick's have an idealized invincible uh, ennobled younger version of themselves at their side in a war maybe, maybe a lot of them do I don't know
0: yeah, I, and I I just wonder, like, has the inciting incident for turning young Rick into our Rick already happened? Was that the Blood Ridge thing, right? Because, um, you know, Rick is constantly warning him throughout this episode about, hey, you don't want to see how Blood Ridge ends, right? It's not as cool as you hoped. and It's not right. about the battle. It's it's about like, right. hey, you invited this friend on this journey with you and he turned you down. Um, hmm. That was more it. So I, I don't know. Has he already been set on that path? toward becoming the
1: old Rick that we know. That's interesting because like, a lot of people say the inciting path is probably Diane slash Beth, but maybe there's multiple ones. Like, you've got the simple Rick plan that gets derailed when Beth dies, and you've got the kind of like freedom fighter Han Solo Rick that Mm -hmm. dies when he essentially turns his back on Chewbacca. Revenge Uh, Rick, yeah. Revenge Rick, and then you might have like the Ricks that like are the sad versions of Rick that moves in with their an alternate version of their family like mm-hmm. there's lots of like what like what, what bends the arc of a Rick and which one is the inside that's uh god damn that's a fucking complex uh, tapestry uh,
0: yeah cartoon. right especially when there are infinite you know permutations of that right 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 um
1: but I yeah d- so we'll d- d- see I mean it's the... certainly
0: much more interesting to meet a real version of that Rick than to have this Rick kind of floating around in our Rick's head right I, I, I don't yeah. think like you can go to that well too many times in the future. If, if young Rick is just in his head, I think he needs to get out of Rick's mind and into the real world. And then he can come back in multiple ways and we can see how he's changed
1: outside of Rick's influence, I guess. So I guess that's a question. Does, does the young Rick take Rick older Rick up on the idea to be made real or does he keep hanging right. on his subconsciousness or Yeah yeah and we really don't know at the end of
0: this episode like Rick invites him to become real and have that beer but yeah. but he seems
1: reluctant um so before we I, I just 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 reminded me talking about the, the the garage and the car uh, before we get to the the child of uh, Tamathy <laughs> or Tamantha and bird person mm-hmm. uh the other characters like I guess broadly speaking the Rick's AI because like the car ai is built up to a character enough that like i could almost watch an episode of the car fucking around sure okay well now the garage is they're making a similar deep character but what can the garage do the garage is like stuck it's a finite it it can't it's not ambulatory or or this is exactly why
0: i think yeah that young rick would be much more interesting as a real outside rick's head character because yeah there just isn't much possibility like all the a lot all the agency. adventure needs yeah, yeah, to yeah. come to the garage whereas if uh-huh. the car can go off and have adventures
1: create its some right, adventures right. I don't know what the garage can do is that going to be like is there going to be like a war for supremacy between the AIs because the garage <laughs> is, is eternally jealous that it can't go anywhere and the ship gets to go anywhere but on the other hand like, that might already be true the, if
0: you look at last week's episode uh, or yeah. you know not last week but the Bruce Chetback episode uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The car is parked outside the garage. Maybe there's
1: already a feud between the AIs oh, where you're right. the garage won't like allow the, the car to park is, in there. Yeah, there's a there's a big saucer shaped section where the garage could pull into the garage, but right? it never does because there's turf war. That's interesting. I like that. <laughs> um, but like, do you think that they'll there'll be like some kind of genuine weird romance developing between the neighbor that uh, apparently is down to have his dick sucked like he's mm-hmm. bopping up to that house with a wheelbarrow full of sci-fi so, gear humming so up i getting my middle. dick sucked by garage tune yep uh, is there going to be like scenes of like this guy for, you know, scurrying out of the garage right before Rick like I, there's, <laughs> there should there's be. at least a stinger there's at least a stinger to this character I'm saying yeah um, absolutely okay and that leads us to uh what are we gonna call this character bird daughter uh sure I don't want to be culturally insensitive and and put her in a a intellectual cage by naming her but uh i I've called her yeah. bird slash tammy person but i i don't know bird slash tammy oh bird hyphen tammy person yeah <laughs> that's okay so bird bird hyphen tammy person um <laughs> Looking is, very caster troy in this stinger for sure very caster troy so they got um i wonder if i mean cuz like i can see two char- two ways for this character to go like uh obviously um you know it's a counterpart uh rick and bird person can have rick and bird person adventures with morty and bird hyphen tammy person oh as his counterpart to morty and that sounds like a fun idea right yeah until morty starts getting attracted to bird bird tammy
0: person oh
1: jesus i <laughs> didn't even think <laughs> of that shit gets weird well i mean that's uh, it sounds entertaining and it's, at least uh-huh. it's not a fucking weird incest baby i mean that would be like right. nothing particularly gross about the two the the daughter and and grandson of friends kind of pairing off i mean you know other other not, than not on the, face the of it, bird you. part I, I don't know
0: is well, is, is, is know. does bestiality
1: extend to bird people no no because like it's a <laughs> okay. bird person is a non-human intelligence he's not True. a beast right he can give consent he can uh you know make his preferences uh, to sexual companions know all that kind of stuff and so is it, is Tammy so is it z- zeniality I, yeah i mean there could be like you know like riker is a xenophile, you know he's fucking you know chicks with different numbers of fingers and legs and shit under faces and all that like yeah like yeah he's it, it really takes pansexual up a notch um right oh well i guess we need to talk about that too but like staying on the 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 bird/tammy person um that's one way for them to go. It's just a, a Morty analog to to you know mm-hmm. be for bird person. The other one is like very feral, very tortured this character. Oh yeah. Uh powerful ally for evil Morty. Like sure. there's a there's a fall of Tammy Bird uh person ahead of us. Yeah. Not kinda I kinda like that more. I wonder if that will because like there's there's also some legitimate friction between, you know, whatever, you know, like the the bird person is pretty judgy about Rick's moral outlook that Rick has come by. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, in my experience, those tens of those that's kind of like when you're actually looking down on a friend um, or holding them in like a little bit of contempt that has to be resolved at some point, because that's just like a tension that can't like just undermine a friendship. Right. Yeah. Yeah so like if 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 tammy like bird slash tam bird hyphen tammy person falls to to evil um i wonder if that will like you know make bird person a little bit less judgy about some of the the mistakes that rick has made and some of the things that has happened to him Mm -hmm. it could like could because like their relationship is a bit rocky at the end because of bird person's correct (laughs) analysis of rick strategically using the knowledge of his daughter on him yeah, for sure. Though less rocky than it was at the start of the episode, right? I suppose, yeah. He's like, Bird Person's no longer wanting to kill Rick. <laughs> right. Uh, he's of, not programmed of, into... Uh, yeah, programmed for yeah. murder. Yeah, for, exa- for, for sure. Um, What else do we want to talk about?
0: Uh, I just like the concept of being in Bird Person's head and everything kind of like destroying itself. Like he's literally thinking himself to death here. He's blowing his own mind. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was all super cool. I love the the actual battle of Blood Ridge. Like that mm-hmm. is I, I don't know. The animation is super cool and then the music they use is just like hell yeah. The scene is really awesome.
1: 80s 80s synth yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Going, this kind of uh... does rule. Chest to chest with the flying death blossom, in uh, yeah, it was, it was cash money. <laughs> yeah,
0: I found myself like pumping my head, getting getting into this scene.
1: I also like the con- continually inventiveness of like Rick taking like, okay, I'm inside his brain, mm-hmm. and he's got vague memories of my technology that I can cobble together, and then the reusing of the Morty mind blowers is kind of like him being able to deploy these like memory grenades the blow holes into like the, the the blow new neural pathways and the the bird person's but i thought that shit was all and it's like one of those things where like i don't think it 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 strictly makes sense mm-hmm. but it made a lot of like rick and morty universe sense where like i'm like oh of course this would happen
0: yeah i was trying to figure out the rules here as we go and i couldn't tell if like rick if our Rick was able to sort of control things and change things in bird person's mind to any degree, or if he was simply operating under the rules that bird person had established in his own head, because there is that scene with the portal gun where young Rick tries to make a portal and walk through it, but bird person doesn't know what happens when you go through the portal. So he couldn't, but right, then right. so, so he didn't know where the portals went, but he did see at some point in the past Rick strapped the portal gun charge to a laser rifle to make an explosive
1: device or that like he's got a vague enough awareness and Rick is smart enough to cobble together from this like Legos of mental fragments some kind of thing that does work or if that
0: rule only applies to the figment of Birdman's memory that is young Rick and, and our Rick is able to create and change things inside this world through his serum yeah. whatever he's using to, to enter his mind
1: yeah cause he can also like just go from raw materials lying around in some of his fragments and build like he said this like advanced cognitator that allows him to like bypass a lot of the uh, <laughs> a lot of the uh, the Andy or is it Charlie Kaufman yeah Charlie Kaufman bullshit Char- Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Kaufman bullshit like I, right. which I thought was a, a nice reference uh, yeah they've referenced him a couple of times this season already Speaking of that big battle, like, I also thought it was cool to see Rick unironically rolling with what can only be called a Vindicators type group. Uh, yeah. They're they're all meta human, superhuman, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, enthusiastically about it. And you can kind of see how, like, why Rick would be, like, a little jaundiced about rolling with the, or he does it because Morty thinks it's cool, but, like, you know, this is shit that I did, like, for real, not in a comic book kind of way, um, and it's you know it, it, it's it's painful memories. It, it's more than it's it, it's more than just Rick doesn't want to indulge Morty in some comic book fantasies. I think,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick is very picky. Uh, he picks and chooses what he allows himself and people around him to indulge in without being called children
1: or you know, simps shit like that. Right? Yeah, I wonder what the the other thing is like I wonder what the implication when we see Rick give this spiel to Bird Person after Blood Ridge. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, hey, you could he says nothing matters, but you matter to me. Yeah. And then Bird Person's like, Well, I don't think it's worth my kind of like integrity to you know our relationship's not worth give me giving up my integrity. I wonder what that meant because like Rick responds with like well you know I guess we could have done cool stuff that matters but you just want to what in Rick's mind is stuff that matters if nothing matters right? just things that, that was a, he wants to do in the moment yeah, I,
0: I don't know cause like once you get into that
1: mindset literally nothing matters literally right except for the things that you decide yourself matters um
0: yeah, but, but if you yeah, actually I mean, believe that
1: nothing matters, how can you decide that something matters? I it... because it because gra- it gives you pleasure in the moment. That's the thing. Is like, is, it just? I guess sure. it's like uh, it's just pure hedonism. Yeah, like, I suppose what matters is an awesome experience that blows your mind, and it doesn't matter who's at expense. It is. It doesn't matter because all that shit is not real. But what is real is your. Like, I, I wonder if Rick could talk himself into like uh, I've seen this in uh, sci-fi concept of like. What if in the future, um, computers can plug us into a simulation that just does nothing but perfectly stimulate all of our pleasure centers Mm -hmm. so that we spend our entire human life in a state of perfect bliss. Yeah. Is that still a human experience? Is that something that we would want? But like Rick could do it to himself if he really believes Mm -hmm. like at the end of everything that like, that's all that matters. Like. I don't know why why doesn't he do that yeah it's tough I mean that
0: that makes me think that he doesn't truly believe what he's saying right Um, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. because yeah I mean taken to its ultimate conclusion that is where you would go like the only thing that matters is my uh, happiness or my, my, my it's not even happiness right it's my pleasure in any given moment Mm -hmm. making me feel good. Um, And I I don't think he manifests the behaviors of someone who truly
1: believes that that is the only point of existence. The other piece of this that might make sense is like Rick refers to the illegal drug that he was doing with bird person at this concert was synth. Let me see if I can get this right. Synthold meth or And one of the, this is, this is a fictional synthetic thing, but like empathy is the root word that's at the, that's at the tail. So it's in synthetic empathy. Is it, is, is that going to be something that like the reason that Rick and (laughs) Squanchy and Birdperson are even a friendship is because they all did a synthetic form of empathy inducing. (laughs) Like that's the thing, like that's the thing that made Rick care. Like, that's kind of like, I mean, I think it's a plain, it's a possible reading of the scene. Oh, true. Go with my insane kind of like, you know, fake Greek derivative of this drug. But like, it's also kind of dark that like, it's just a random drug interaction that made care about these people. <laughs> I mean, but that, that seems true to life in some instances. Like, it, it, there are certainly
0: people out there who are only friends because they like to drink together or. only friends because they you know uh met in high school got high in your garage and just did that for four years right uh and and then you know once they grow out of that phase or something and the the drug or the habit stops uniting them they just stop being friends and I think that is like more real than a lot of shit that Rick and Morty gets up to half the time
1: yeah and uh, not to go like full on Merovingian from the matrix but like what is love except for uh a chemical soup of hormones and electroneural shit going on in your brain. Like, you know, you see someone makes PP happy. Uh, you (laughs) fall in love and then you make other versions that are half you and half that person. And the hormonal impulses to love those people too. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like it's synthetic, it's synthetic, but it's no less real. Um, with the, the empathate or whatever they're taking. Uh, yeah, the results are no less real, right? The effects of it. Yeah. Um I also really like um I just really I don't know. I'm really I'm really hoping the memory Rick stays around because there's something kind mm-hmm. of refreshing about how not jaded he is. Like he he thinks he's yep. jaded, but like, you know, he's having an absolute ball like uh I I like watching him in the background doing cool shit, like this action movie hero shit. Like the whole time like Rick is having a conversation with the uh, Tammy and bird person in what I think is supposed to be a warthog from Halo which okay. might might be a Blood Ridge Blood Gulch reference like it might be I don't know how many references deep it is but he's just like back there ma- ma- uh man- manning the uh, sci-fi 50 caliber gun the entire scene just having a ball blowing mm-hmm. away federation troops and shit like I don't know like it's 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 cool to see that version that like very energized version of Rick running around the show
0: yeah outside of a GoTron episode that doesn't really make a lot of sense for right, that character. Right. Yeah,
1: no, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I like also like uh, some of Birdperson's like bird phrases. Like uh, you know, I don't want to pull threads. It's a disruptive and feline activity. Uh, <laughs> to, like you know, he's got this deep seated distrust sure. of like cats because they're they evolve from birds. Um, yeah, I thought that stuff was 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 really funny. Um, one last, don't be gross, Tammy. Mm-hmm. you know I've been yep. described as a seed person well I've certainly enjoyed your seed like oh god <laughs> and seeing Squanchy uh, uh in his stand up phase it's pretty oh, good it's also funny like you're a Rick being outraged that the uh, bird person's fucking Tammy on his workbench but like bird person trying to be like well Squanchy was I was I of course would have used a Squanch closet but Squanchy <laughs> was in there Squanching so <laughs> right, that was really funny um I mean, there's a lot of just really solid callbacks, like all this shit, like the Mm -hmm. photo of Birdperson and Rick in a band that that was like literally the first day they met. Um, There's so much like even going back to that fan art painting uh, that dude envisioned Rick having a primitive portal gun rifle looking thing. And you see that that's the thing that Rick is using in this episode. Like they pulled Mm. that out of the fan painting and put it in the episode. Which nice. must make that guy like I you know uh, feel super good about himself. Probably oh, going yeah. show because I he's still selling prints of that. You can buy it like just like Dan Harmon did for his mantle. Um so I don't know if sales of that might be going through the roof right now. Yeah, that's uh, cool. And uh, then there's a this was, a graduate
0: reference, I think. Uh, with the pantyhose stuff, like putting pantyhose on in direct
1: sight of the living room or whatever. It's I think that's a graduate right. reference yeah and it's like well it's uh, you know there's much more culturally excited I, I like when the show just gets really mm-hmm. meta like that that it's uh, you know and there's, there's a like a time. lot of st- yeah like uh, it reminded me of that story in, uh, that comes out of nowhere in uh, what was it uh, uh, Saving Saving Private Ryan where when the guy says that this older woman took him into this private thing and showed him her boobs before he shipped off to war because he wanted her she wanted to have the new memory it's like If you told that straight up today, it's like, what, this 50-year-old woman flashed her tits to this, what, 17-going-on-18 guy who's about to die? What kind of fucked-up shit is that? And it's all right, right, but also we understand that, like, we were literally more culturally primitive. Like, if you Uh keep going back and and understanding what does bad things to kids, and we're still completely fucked up. And you see that a lot in, like, you know, people's attitudes towards when teenage girls get molested by older men versus teenage boys getting molested by older women. And, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I like it when the show there's, it's not even a joke. It's just like, Hey, this stuff is fucked up. Right. Uh, but it's still valid to reference it. (laughs) Sure. Okay. I think, uh, I think we, we covered all the bases, which means it's probably time to get the feedback. We didn't have a lot of feedback this week. um, but uh, we did have a piece, Rick and Morty at baldmove.com, if you want to discuss any of the crazy canon implications. I mean, you got a full month to send in your best guess of to what this is going to impact uh, canon. Had uh, our psychologist friend Tom offer to do a character analysis, a, a deep psychological profile on him. Maybe we'll get to that uh, on the next episode. But uh, anyway, you got till September 5th uh, to send us your best, your best canon, canon interpretations or theories on Rick and Morty. Uh, and we can read it. Rick and Morty at BaldMove.com First up, or I guess only up, is sigh Said, after listening to your podcast for episode 7, I was wondering if this entire season could be a simulation to show that Summer adventures with her instead of Morty would literally ruin their lives. For example, Hi. Morty loses a chance to be with Jessica. Morty loses a chance to go see Boob World. Rick is almost taken over by clones. Beth and Jerry become more and more weird. Rick can't control himself. Uh... Some of these stakes are higher than others. I got to say the the Morty losing a chance at boob world um, <laughs> says if this would become true, they just end the season with all of them seating in front of the TV to see all these possibilities and tell summer that adventures with summer would just ruin the family. Want to hear your thoughts on this? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of love that. That kind
0: of feels very Rick and Morty. It feels oh very God. Rick, right? Like I'm, I'm proving to you why the thing you just thought is incredibly stupid and i'm going to great lengths to prove that
1: to you. Oh yeah, like when he when he uh pulled out the the whiteboard to set in the uh-huh. season 1 or they said i'm going to i'm going to prove how much you equally meaning nothing to me with math, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. This has been For no, sure. no this has been a long time coming. Yeah, no, i kind of like if the if the if the final two episodes is just one long idc Mm -hmm. uh interdimensional cable show of the family showing summer all the folly of if they let her run (laughs) the reins um that's hilarious but also i can see widely being perceived as sexist for no good reason (laughs) oh
0: okay. i was gonna say widely being perceived as a huge waste of time for the rest of the season but
1: sure that that too. too That too. That too. There's there's a couple of things that are problematic about just making it the dumb girl who's icky and gross and can't do adventures. But uh, um, but the show is a wouldn't really be sexist, idea. right? The 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 character would be
0: sexist. I it, look. There's a difference between a show having a thesis that is sexist and oh, a yeah. character in a show being sexist, and the show using that, right? Like, I don't think it's impossible to depict a sexist character in an otherwise very progressive and interesting show. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you want to say, Hey, Rick is like sexist against his granddaughter in ways that he's not, uh, against his grandson, that's totally valid. It's just like, what do you do with that concept? Once you, once you bring it up.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, the idea that like the whole, that's the thing is like, I think that if anything would jump the shark, (laughs) <laughs> would make rick and morty jump to shark is if they would retcon an entire season yeah through whatever means like i really think some people would just fucking check out now i don't know like do Harmon and dan want to do like a uh, a bandwagon cleanse and throw off some of the weaker i mean what but i, I don't know i don't because <laughs> it doesn't seem like if they do like lean- they they retcon that pickle rick never happened Right. That's what I saying yeah. It it, (laughs) it seems like that was something that they would do to like cater to like some of the worst impulses of the fans, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, red con that none of the canon
0: episodes ever happened. Evil Morty didn't never existed. Uh, Yeah, the pickle Rick episode didn't happen. I know that's not canon, but that's one people love. If they really just wanted to trash the the memories of everyone who
1: loved this show, sure. It is interesting, because it sounds like, speaking of theses, that might be a thesis the show has, is that that Rick and Morty is at its best when it's just Rick, because they they name check It's like, you guys gotta get out of here. The the second you guys get out of here, the chances of a pickle Rick happening skyrocket. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, because I don't know all the greatest episodes involve just Rick, because you got all the citadels of Rick, the councils of Rick, the evil... But it's a strong argument that uh, you know, the the family just kind of weighs Rick down, like would you rather see Rick do some blood Ridge type shit? Would you rather do Rick get into like misadventures with Morty smuggling mega seeds up his ass or, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I need to show needs a good mix. I do. I am. I am nervous because I don't think we're going to get a two hour episode or a one hour episode of IDC involving summer humiliation no. or not. I think we're going to have yet another year where we don't have an interdimensional cable episode. And I'm kind of sad.
0: No, I'm with you. I I think there's like zero chance of IDC being a part of these next
1: two episodes. And I don't know why, because it feels like it's like that's the opposite of the Google Docs thing. Like, you know, they don't have to come up with solid IDC ideas. They just need once a year, Dan and Justin to get in the booth drunk and or high record stupid shit on a microphone for a couple hours and salvage (laughs) 10 minutes out of it. Right. Like. It's it's what we why do you not want to give us this? OK, fuck your cannon. Fuck your evil Morty and Citadel or Rick fantasies. I just want more interdimensional cable and like yeah. they're agonizing over pleasing you've cannon motherfuckers. What about us IDC refugees? <laughs> huh? That's what I want to see. Yeah. Do we not matter? Come on. Apparently not. Apparently not cuz we're going to go we're we're now 3 seasons. Mm-hmm. Unless they pull like unless they I don't know. I I can't imagine a 1 hour IDC or just them pairing up with a random interdimensional cable episode with some heavy hitting lore shit, right? But like it feels like we're going to be 3 years. We're going to get another fucking Mr. Meesix episode before we get an IDC and that's crazy <laughs> to me. Because it's such it's such a slam fucking dunk it feels like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand the idea of not wanting to wear out the concept, but also it, it's been three years at this point Plus, and then like longer in real time. Like it's the,
1: it seems like a great it's a win win because like they got to have some A plots that are not like enough to stretch out 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you got a solid 10 or 15 minutes, punch it up with IDC. Sure. Like there's so many great maybe that's the thing. They're just scared of overusing it, but like. Right. Three episodes, three seasons gone. I don't think you're in danger of overusing or it's it's overstaying its welcome, boys. I really don't. Exactly. Anyway, um, I think that's it for us for Rick and It's a supersized episode. This is, I think, I don't know. Do you think it's the best episode of the season?
0: Um, it's, it's a not the I think if it were funnier, I would be saying yes. Um, yeah, but but I yeah, I mean, I like this stuff. I just wasn't as entertained
1: by it as some of the others earlier in this se- season. Well, that's uh, like I said, we're going to be, I guess, on a surprise hiatus for a couple of weeks, uh, but right. we'll be back for the Super Size finale edition. If you are looking for other things that we're doing right now, uh, we are uh, uh, there's there's uh Rick or There's walking dead coming back. If you like if you like zombie shit, that's coming back for its final episode uh, in just a week or two. And we're gonna have full coverage of the final season of of, of uh, the Walking Dead, season eleven. Uh, what else we got, Jim? We, we got, got some the, first, uh, first run cr- movies coming out. Um, I I don't remember which ones. Uh, we just or, saw the Suicide Squad, but we got uh, I know we got Eternals. We got the new James Bond, No Time to Die, coming up. We got sure. um, the Candyman is the next one. I think got Candyman. That's right. Really excited about this. uh, This this reboot of Candyman or remake of Candyman. Uh, We got that going on. Uh, And then each week until we have some prestige television coming back, uh, we are doing a prestige film going Mm -hmm. back. We've recent ones of we did uh, uh, Forrest Gump. We just did Sideways. Uh, We got a a lot of fun movies. And then, of course, finally, uh, every Sunday at 8 p.m., we do Sci-Fi Sunday. We watch some Star Trek classic Star Trek: Next Generation episodes. Uh, we watch some classic sci-fi movies. Uh, but it's every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Twitch.tv/BaldMove if you want to check that out. But yeah, also follow us at uh, on Twitter at BaldMove if you want to keep their thing. You can check out our Discord, our forums, and all that other stuff by going to BaldMove.com and checking out our socials. Um, thank you for listening. Hope you had a great time with this uh, part of the Rick and Morty season. And we're gonna shut down for a couple weeks and see ya. September 5th for Mm -hmm. some more Rick and Morty. Until that time, I am Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya.
0: Pickle Me This is distributed and produced by Bald Move. All music featured on this podcast is from the Rick and Morty soundtrack, available from Sub Pop Records. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To discover the many other great shows we do, please check out baldmove.com. If you appreciate what we do and want to directly support us, consider joining our club at patreon.com slash baldmove to get access to exclusive bonus audio and video features. Finally, you can follow us on your favorite social media at baldmove. See you next time.